Hello, and welcome to the OCR Exams podcast, where we'll be chatting with a range of guest speakers from the world of education. My name's Anthony. I'm one of the hosts of the podcast. Here at OCR, we're committed to supporting teachers and exams officers at every step of their journey with us. We're also here to help our students to reach their full potential, and some of our podcasts will feature tips and advice on revising, preparing for exams, and managing mental health. Please remember to like, comment on, and subscribe to our podcast on whichever platform you're using, and be sure to follow our other social media channels. We're on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Instagram. Just search for OCR exams. You can also find a range of subject-specific blogs on our website, ocr.org.uk forward slash blog. So let's get started with today's episode. Hi, everyone, uh, and welcome to the first episode of our Frequently Asked Questions podcast for VQ qualifications, including Cambridge Nationals and Cambridge Technicals. My name is John Vary. And I'm Kate Thompson, and we're the subject or two of the subject advisors for sport here at OCR. So today we'll be talking through some of the Frequently Asked Questions that get sent into us here at OCR in the PE department. And hopefully we'll be making this a regular feature. So if you do have any questions that you want featured on the podcast, then please email them to us at pe at ocr.org.uk and use the title podcast feature to get them featured on the next episode. So let's get started then. I believe you've got a question to get us kicked off, Kate. I do. So if the variation of a sport isn't on the approved activity list, can OCR add it? Well, this is, this is a very, very common question. Uh, and the short answer is no, um, we can't. And um, there's a long story to this, um, but I'll keep it short. Um, the approved activity list for R185 and R186 um, are a list of all the activities that candidates can be assessed in. Um, this is not um, can't be added to or changed. Um, so ultimately, if your sport or your um, variation of the sport isn't on that list, um, candidates can't be assessed. Um, the general qualifications, our A level and GCSEs, um, came on the approved activity list uh, is set by the DFE, uh, and that's the same for all awarding bodies. Um, so if the sport's not on there. They can't. Um, they can't uh, be included. Um, we decided at OCR to adopt the approved activity list for our vocational qualifications, um, and so that's why we're using the list. Um, a couple of things of the approved activity list which you can access and find in uh, on Teach Cambridge. Um, they are slightly different for R185 and R186, so it's important that you make sure that you're using the correct approved activity list for the correct unit. Um, so simply by scrolling further down the document, you'll find the approved activity list for R187. Um, so just be aware of that. We had a few questions in and around that, uh, and it's just a matter of scrolling down the document. So the short answer is on that one, Kate, uh, if it's not on the approved activity list, um, it can't be used for assessment. Yeah, and that includes not just a, a different, a completely different sport, but the, the, the variations on them. So like um, 
kayaking and sprint kayaking, for instance. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, do scroll down that approved activity list document because you will find 187 at the bottom. Just and unfortunately, um, we have we have to have conversations with people who are, you know, with you know, teachers, parents sometimes about their the sports that their candidates are doing and and you know they may be doing it to a high level um and be successful at that. Um, but unfortunately that that doesn't make any difference. It can only be activities that are on that list that we can accept for assessment and i just just want to make that clear and you know it's it's yeah. something that we have to follow and you know we we sort of are aware of these and you know further down the line when uh active when you know uh redevelopment may occur uh, in the a levels and gcse's and the pure activity list there may be some change but at the moment there's no plan to do that at the moment so yeah just just to sort of really be clear if it's not on the list it can't be used for assessment yeah, we're a bit like bouncers. If your name's not on the list, you're not getting in. <laughs> so the next question is, when do the new set the set assignments go live? And okay, how often? yeah, yeah. This is this is a yeah. We get asked this quite a lot. I think this will be a question that will disappear once people become familiar with the um, with the qualification or more familiar as we go through. Um, but ultimately, the live assignments, the live assignments go live on Teach Cambridge on the 1st of June um, every year. And that will always be the same. Um, those assignments that are published on the 1st of June uh, will then be, um, you should then use them for assessment in the following January and June series. Uh, it's just really important that you keep up to date with those and make sure you're aware of that. Um, Teach Cambridge will always have the live assignments will be published for the series that is live at that time. So you can guarantee that if you go into Teach Cambridge and you click on R186, that will be the assignment that's currently available to be assessed. Um, so the key point is 1st of June is when they will be published and they, they're live then for the following two series after that. And there is an exception, isn't there? R185. There is, Kate. Would you like to explain our 185 and the exception? <laughs> so 185 will not change. And if it is going to change, we'll give you 12 months notice um, or a minimum of 12 months notice. Um, should we? What does change on those set assignments? Just as a side note. Yeah, so the, the changes are minimal. And I think one of the things that people do get worried about um, with the change in assignment is that oh you know we've got to change everything we're doing and that's not true the, the key point is that the specification doesn't change so the content that you must deliver to your candidates stays exactly the same every year um the marking criteria that's in the set assignment doesn't change um that's the same so you don't need to change any of your thinking around that the, the, the changes that are made in the assignments are to change the sports, for example. So for our 187, um, they'll change the, the two sports that we provide. They'll change on a yearly basis. For some of the other units, the the the, um, the, the scenario may change um, in terms of the, um, it's for sports nutrition, for example, um, for sports science, uh, the, 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 the candidate profile will change that, that the candidates have to apply their work to. So ultimately there are changes to those assignments and the assignment must be applied to the correct um, sport or profile that I've just mentioned. But ultimately, your delivery and teaching of the 
of the specification stays exactly the same and the students are just applying that to a different situation um, I think we've spoke quite a lot about application uh, yeah. and this qualification being you know you, you must apply it to the sport that's mentioned or one of the sports you must apply this to the the, the profile that you've been given etc and so you know, I think once, once you know, often, you know, we've all had conversations with teachers over the last 12 months. And once you explain that, it's often, oh, OK, that makes sense. And I think it's just being aware of that. Um, it's just quite helpful, really. So 185 yeah. doesn't change, like you said, Kate, because that's based on the student performing. So, you know, they're going to be picking their own sports anyway on that. So there's no need to change. Um, but the others do change slightly. But, you know, it is a very... It's about the application that changes rather than the structure and the content, etc. Yeah. Brilliant. Application, application, application. That's the, that's the that's the way. That's the way forward. Yeah. So moving on to a couple of other questions that we often get. So we often get asked about teacher observation records that you know are needed for certain um units and certain uh, assessments so i think the question they often get asked is when do we when do when should a teacher complete that, an observation record if it's required okay so the observation record formerly known as a witness statement um first of all please make sure you're using the most up-to-date and current um pro forma when doing these but you should be completing them for all of your candidates so for 185, where it is the practical application, all candidates need to have a witness a teacher observation record completed for them. These should be completed at the time of the observation. Now, there's lots of software available where you can speak and it will write it for you. So a dictation type um, application. It does the typing for you unless you are a really good typer and can type and not look at the keyboard. Please do not complete these observation record, um, records when you are when you know who's being sampled. Complete them when they are doing the actual activity. That's really important. It is obvious to us when that happens. You also need to apply the mark scheme. And the mark bands, the criteria, the, the keywords, those words that are in bold, put those in your teacher observation records, apply that to the, the observation record, um, making it very individual. We understand that a bit like writing um, a report, there are bits that will be generic. There are almost sentence starters but it has to be individual to that candidate. They won't all be doing the same sorts of things. And it should be signed and dated by each of your students as close to the observation as possible. So if you filled out an observation record on Monday, but you didn't have chance for your candidate to sign it on the day, the next available lesson, when you've got them, get them to sign them. Yeah, that sounds uh, pretty good advice there, Kate, on, with, with the observation records. Um, so, yeah. OK, so next question is also in and around uh, assignments and this is sort of the structure of the set assignment um, and sort of uh, the difference between, um, you know, the advice section and the you must sections of the uh, of the assignments. C can you sort of 
provide any sort of information on on that please yeah so in in each set assignment you've got your task which topic area it covers it gives you the the sports or the little um synopsis type thing and then it says um you must and it's in bold and there'll be a few bullet points after that those are the things that your candidates have to include anything in bold are the key pieces of information so whether it's one sport two sports one skill in one of the sports three um activities um they'll those key words will be in bold and they will be in the must section also in the must section it will tell you how to provide the evidence so it could say something like the evidence for this task must be in bold a written report now where we say a written report um any type of written report whether that's handwritten word document or dare I say it a powerpoint I'm not a big advocate of the powerpoint for a, a written presentation but um, I do understand that some of the some candidates like the way it helps them to structure their work but that's the that's it tells you exactly how you must give the evidence for that task then underneath that you've got another bold word called advice now under here you might have um, a few bullet points or it might say can be supported with or could be supported with so the advice is just that it doesn't have to happen it's just things that might make it a little bit e easier it might help with the um, application of the marks help with evidence so it might say could be supported with visit video or photographic evidence we're not saying you have to it's just if you've got the option and you want to submit it great submit it we can't promise that it'll be if it's a video can't promise it'll be looked at but if it's there and the moderator wants some additional support for their marks then they can access it but that's just advice it, it doesn't have to be followed through um, and the advice section also kind of gives little handy hints what things you could think to include um, like specialist equipment or the safety of other users you know things like that so there is a difference between the must section and the advice section yeah definitely that's really useful uh so just a sort of question that uh been asked a little bit recently is about sort of uh, linked to key dates and the actual entry dates and the mark submission dates i just thought it might be useful just to just to highlight those now if okay if you yeah. could OK, um, so the entry deadlines for the January series was the 21st of October. And then if you want to sub, uh, submit work for the June series, then you need to be submitting your marks forms by the 21st of February. So those that's when you register to enter. Um, those are the deadlines So the 21st of October for the January series, 21st of February for the June series. And then your marks will be needed to be submitted um, by the 10th of January and then by the 15th of May for the June series. So 10th of January, 
and then the 15th of May for the June series. They, they can be found, can't they, on the Key Dates document, which yeah. you can find on our website as well. Yeah, everything's on Teach Cambridge. Right. Excellent. So, um, should we just have a quick look at um, 187 in sports studies? A question we do get asked quite a lot is, should students use the same sport for all the tasks in 187, which is the Outdoor and Adventurous Activities Unit? Yeah. Uh, this, this is a question we've been asked a, a bit recently, isn't it? And so ultimately, the answer is yes. Um, you know, if you look at the scenario at the beginning of the t uh, at the beginning of the assignment, it talks about um, you've been asked to put together a proposal for your teacher for an outdoor and adventurous activity. Do this using the three outdoor and adventurous activities listed below. Uh, and for the current live assignment, we have high ropes, uh, mountain cycling, and a selected activity that you are interested in. Um, so the idea is that you would use uh, those those uh, two um, sports that you're given for task one and two, uh, and then the one selected the other selected activity from improved activity list, and then running through that, the same selected activity should be used for all tasks. So if you're going to um, talk about um, climbing, for example. Um, you would then use that in all of the tasks as your selected activity. Obviously, you can for your performance, you can use one of the given activities as well, or you can use the selected activity. But ultimately, you should be using the same um, selected activity for all tasks. Yeah, confirm that. Wow. Well, so that's all for our first VQ podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. And to everyone listening, hope you found this episode useful. Don't forget, if you would like a question to be featured on the podcast, send us an email and you will be able to find all of our contact details um, on the OCR website. So thank you very much and see you next time. <laughs>